And welcome back to the shop, the uh, the absolutely magnificent uh, podcast with the uh, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette sports reporters. I'm here with uh, Henry the Ace Apple. He's batting leadoff on the right hand side in the two hole. Got Ricky Fires. Ricky's a team player. He's still battling the uh, the bug that was going around. He's all bundled up, um, but he's uh, he doesn't look any worse than he normally does. So I guess he's okay. No. And then in the three hole over there, got Paul Boyd batting in the three hole. So uh, we're in good shape. We're ready to put some run put put crooked numbers up this week. Still got a little high school football going on, and we're going to start with a recap of some of last week's games. Henry, I'm going to start with you. You were over at West, and you saw history. History was made. The uh, first game playoff game ever played at Wolverine Stadium in Centerton, and it come to find out Bentonville West earns the first playoff victory in school history, 31-17 to over Conway in a game that was much closer than the final score indicated. I got to give Ricky Fires credit. Ricky, uh, Ricky saw that uh, in the tea leaves, and uh, um, he he did predict a Bentonville West win. He said they would have a bounce back. So, Ricky, props to you on that. We won't talk. Finally, about, I'm like one out of ten. I know. We won't talk about how you said Bentonville's going to handle Northside, though. We we won't talk no. about that. We'll we'll let that mm-hmm. one over there. So, Henry, tell us, give us a little recap on that game. I, I know Bentonville uh, West. Uh, the last time we'd seen them play against Bentonville, they had pretty much gotten handled in that game. But that week off it seems like it might have helped Bentonville West with their, especially with their timing for and for Will Jarrett to maybe get a little bit, a little bit you know healthier with that ankle. It did. He he wasn't the you know magnificent numbers. I think it was eleven of twenty five for uh, one hundred forty three yards, something like that. But he did throw two touchdowns. Um, very. It was still a close game. You know, into the third quarter, uh, it was. My memory is 17 to 10 at halftime. Jaden Jackson takes a jet sweep, makes it 24 to 10. But then Giovanni Johnson, Conway's quarterback, takes a ball on a fourth and one, keeps it, goes 52 yards for a touchdown. And it's a 24 17 game. And then on the next possession, West fumbles. Ooh. Conway recovers the fumble, and I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Let Momentum may have again, switched. Yeah. But a dramatic change two plays later, Johnson on a keeper around the left side. Apparently, he got struck in the head or something like that. He went out. The ball came loose and uh, laid motionless for a while. Fortunately, it was just, you know, they said possible concussion, probably a stinger. Uh, He was carted off the field. But... Conway's offense just wasn't the same after that. Oh, I would imagine uh, that's a big loss. Uh, it, it neutralized the running game because West could then focus just on, hey, whoever's the tailback, we're going to go get him. And their backup quarterback um, did not have a good day throwing the ball. He was only 2 of 10, and including an interception that sealed it because uh, Slade Pearson intercepted the ball, stepped out of bounds on the next play, Tanner Anderson goes 29 yards for a touchdown. It's 31 to 17 with a minute 47 left, and it's it's Ball over. Game. Ball game. Well, congratulations to West on a big win. And hey, Henry uh, told us uh, all the good news regarding uh, Bentonville West. What's the bad news? Who they got this week? Well, yeah, the bad news is is they are now running into the defending state champion North Little Rock, mm-hmm. who has. Um, uh, if I, my memory serves me correctly right now, about a 24-game winning streak. Yeah. Wow. But you never know. Never know. Some, you know. Those things do come to an end eventually. Maybe it'll be this week. 
So I was over at Bentonville High to see Bentonville High against Northside. Um, that game was – That surprised me. It was surprising in the fact that Bentonville, on its first possession, went down, you know, kicked a field goal, took a lead. Looked like maybe they were going to score again on their second possession. Had a big penalty that moved them back. And then the Northside defense really kicked it in. Anthony Travis, their linebacker at Northside, sacked the Bentonville quarterback, Easton Hughes, back-to-back plays. Nine yards on the first play, 13 on the next play. Took Bentonville from the 30-yard line back across midfield. Bentonville was never really the same after that. They uh, Northside put a couple of scores on the board, You know, took a, took a 14-3 lead. Bentonville did have a kickoff return for a touchdown to get them within 14-10. to but it's just like it just seemed like after that after that those back to back sacks, just Bentonville just never was the same. Northside's defense did a great job. Anthony Travis was basically like a man among boys out on the field Friday night. He he had a pass breakup. He caused a fumble. He intercepted a pass and should have scored on it, but they drug him down at the one. So you know I'm sure he caught a little bit of flack over that. But this Northside defense played outstanding. Chip, uh, you lived in Fort Smith, covered the Grizzlies for a while, and I did too. And uh, this seems like it's going back to them old Northside teams. They always talk about that Grizzly defense, even in an era of uh, wide open spread offense and everything. Uh, the great Northside team, they were so physical. You could see that Mayo Thompson Stadium's walking sideline, being up in the press box, how physical they were. So it's good to see the, a team emphasizing defense again. And and good job by Northside. What you saw, Northside's secondary is fantastic. They got Greg Washington back there and Elijah Taboot. They're both outstanding cornerbacks and have other ones that are really good. What they were able to do is they were able to put those guys in a lot of one-on-one coverage with Bentonville receivers. Uh-huh. Um, and then that just let the, the uh, Northside defensive line pin its ears back and go after the Bentonville quarterback. They sacked him five times for about, a four, about 40 yards in losses um, in that game. Um, so when you have lockdown corners like that that can lock down those receivers, it gives the defensive line a little bit more time to even to get to the quarterback. And guys like Raytel uh, Roan, who's a big defensive end and uh, for Northside, maybe a tackle. I don't know. He's a great player. He he and Anthony Travis just absolutely terrorized the you know Bentonville's you know quarterback and backs. They they absolutely shut down the run game. Um, they were not able to get anything going in the run game, and then the pass game. You know, with their cornerbacks, you know, playing as well as they did, they they took Bentonville completely out of its offense. And Bentonville had been, been offensively had been rolling, and uh, Northside just absolutely took that away from them. That's a, that's one thing. When I watch a lot of college football, and I love people who can cover people like uh, uh, Northside's got two former kids playing college ball. They do uh, the kid over there at uh, Oklahoma, Trey, Trey Norwood. And Norwood and uh, Thomas up there at Minnesota. Yep. And, and this sounds like like LSU. I mean, their offense is just very mediocre. But, man, they can cover people, lock down people. Well, I love do, to watch people who can turn around and make a play. Well, what they do offensively, Rick, is basic, basically Derek Wise is a running back. Yeah. Um, who, who's a better passer than he was last year. But still, he's you know, you're never going to compare him to a Will Jarrett or a, a Grant Allen as far as passing ability is concerned because he doesn't have – as long number of years that those guys had you know, playing quarterback. He was a running back, also mm-hmm. a defensive back. Mm-hmm. But what he does is when he keeps – they run the option. They run actual option where the, you know he actually keeps it down the line and pitches. And he has escapability as a back. He is strong. He's hard to bring down. 
and you think you've got him bottled up, and you look up, and you're like, well, he gained five yards on that play. How did he get five yards out of uh-huh. that? You know, oh, he's broke it off for eight. You know, then here's 15, and then next thing you know, you know, he, he you miss a tackle on him, and he's gone 30 yards, you know. Uh-huh. So that's what they have. Now, this week is going to be interesting for Northside because they're going to play a team that's going to match up with them physically. In fact, it's going to be bigger, larger physically than Northside is, which you don't see that very often. So they go to Bryant. It's going to be interesting to see, will Northside be able to use that win over Bentonville as momentum to get past Bryant? Because Bentonville did that last year. You know, Bentonville absolutely destroyed Bryant in that semifinal game. You know, they had used that win over West and then the next week and then they, you know, got the, the, the off week and they came back and, man, they just crushed Bryant in the semifinals. So we'll see what Northside – Northside's capable of beating anybody. Mm-hmm. But but they don't have a lot of margin for error. They they, ha- they have to play, you know, in all three phases. See, something else, too, in this Bentonville game, they, they dominated special teams play. I know, I know they gave up a kickoff return, but their punter had several nice punts. They kicked a long field goal. They forced a punt – a fumble on a Bentonville punt. They forced a fumble on a Bentonville kickoff return. So their special teams play was just, I mean, all three phases of the game, Friday, that's where they were. They will have to have that again, in order, I think, in order to get past Bryant. Yeah. And, you know, normally, okay, Northside Bryant, two 7A Central teams. Okay, we can look at what they did the first time and maybe judge what might happen. We can't do that because their game was called off with less than a minute to play in the first half. Correct. And Bryant got a 16-7 to win out of it in a game that didn't even get to halftime. Correct. And you never know, nor, could Northside have come back and won that game? Maybe. You know, I, we don't know. I mean, we know Bryant had 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 kind of controlled that game, and Northside, had, I think, maybe had a couple of turnovers or whatever. But, but you know, there was still another half to play. You, know, you never know how that second half might have turned out. But don't think – I asked I asked Northside players about that Friday night after the game, and they they, they use that as – this is motivation for them. You know, they, they want to go down and, and put a – you know, do have a good showing at Bryant because – they didn't feel like last time they got to you know got to do what they wanted to do, so you know it'll be interesting to see if that if that also comes into play. So we'll talk about a couple of some of the other games going on. Of course, uh, Greenwood they rolled like we thought that they probably would, but uh, Paul, tell us about Harrison. They had a little closer game than we thought they were going to have with win. Well, an interesting first half, and uh, and Coach uh, Joel Wells, uh, you know, uh, Win was able to get them a pick six. With uh, less than ten seconds left in the half, he stepped in front of a, a little a little out pass that was going to go to uh, to Gabe Husky, and he kind of overthrew him. But boy, it looked like the uh, the wind uh, back was just really lying in wait because he did when he saw it, he read it perfectly, took a step, and went right down the sideline, sixty three yards for a touchdown. My coach used to say eighty eight and out the gate. Exactly. Well, that's 21, and you look up, and it's 21-14 at halftime in a game that you kind of thought Harrison had pretty much dominated to that point. So you're like, kind of like, ooh, what happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Harrison's defense came came to play in the second half as well. Pitches a shutout, and uh, it's a lot of Gabe Husky in the second half. A and, lot of 23. And uh, 49-14 is the final. There so you go. Husky, you 218 go. yards rushing and four touchdowns. But uh, Colton Shaver, uh, another junior, a talented junior class for for Harrison, but uh, he's a guy who kind of on defense kind of spearheaded that effort for for the uh, Goblins. 
had a interception and a fumble recovery that led to points in that second half and kind of let put the momentum right back in in Harrison's corner. Now we've all seen Shiloh Christian put up points, you know, in big numbers over the years. But what they did Friday night to Lone Oak was unbelievable. I think they, I think they had. I'm sorry, Mina is Lone Oak. Yeah, yeah. Lone Oak the week before had yeah. Lone Oak played Ozark. But it was Mina. Thanks for that, Paul. Fifty. I think it was they put fifty points in the first. I mean, with with ten minutes to go in the second quarter of that game, it was already they had already put like forty points on the board. And uh, Jaden uh, Henry, he's the he's the son of uh, the defensive one, the defensive backs coach um, at Shiloh, Mo Henry. Five touchdowns in that game. Um, you know, I mean, they just absolutely blitzed what I think was probably a pretty good Mina team. I mean, they you know Mina was a team that had put points on the board against Elkins and uh, you know and had competed in that conference pretty well in the four A four. But man, Shiloh Christian just unloaded on them. Who, who did uh, uh, Shiloh's 11-1? Who was their only loss to? Texarkana. 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 That was very early in the year, right? First season opener. So they, they've they won okay. 11 in a row. Okay. Uh, now, Texarkana got beat Friday night um, to Little Rock Christian, which is you know a very, very good team. Um, but Shiloh, 11 <laughs> wins in a row. But what they, you know, again, I mean, I, I kept looking at the Twitter feed going, they scored again. They scored again. They scored again. I mean, it's just like, you know. And then I looked, and I'm like, Gosh, there's still 10 minutes to go before halftime, and they've already put 40 points on the board, you know. So, congrats to them, Shiloh Christian. They're, you know, offensively, they're prolific. Um, and defense, they played, a, you know, did a good job too. I think Mina ended up scoring only one touchdown, right? And I think that was probably late in the game when, mm-hmm. you know, the clock was, you know, on uh, warp speed, yeah. uh, you know, trying to get that one over with. But, uh, anyway, congratulations to Shiloh. And in 3A, of course, Boonville, you know, we like they, we thought they would. They rolled, you know, in, in their game. Um, but I uh, – Looking down, and Lamar, Lamar got a got a big home win in revenge uh, for the Warriors. They uh, Harding Academy had had beaten them twice in the playoffs in the last six years, and had knocked them out and had beat them pretty badly. But Lamar got a little bit of revenge on them, and Lamar was able to get a win and, and advance to the third round. So congratulations to the Warriors and uh, Coach Josh Jones, the Boonville native. So so good for them. Yeah, and going back to Boonville, you know this is Thanksgiving week. It is, and. Uh, there is no team right now more thankful than Boonville. Yep. And I'm going to tell you why. They were staring right at having to go to Glen Rose this week. Instead, Camden Harmony Grove upsets Glen Rose, which that allows Boonville to get a home game yeah, this home week. Yep. And if they win this week, they're home again next home week. Again. Yep. Yep. Well, Boonville needed some good luck after losing Brandon Ulmer, their quarterback, you know, in the season opener. But see, that's a that's a point I'd like to make. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you know you start losing, oh, we lost this player. We don't have that guy. But that's what good teams do. Is since Omer went down, uh, the rest of his teammates uh, rallied around him, and here they are, just a couple wins away from uh, playing for a state championship. So that's what good teams do. Everybody has injuries. You cannot go through the whole year making excuses for that. So uh, uh, I love a team like that that can go overcome injuries and adversity. Well, this team's not in our coverage area, but how, but Moralton, take a look at what they did this year. They yes. lost not just one quarterback, but two, two for a little while. And they had to start the season with their third-string guy and hung in there, lost a couple of games early, but hung in there. And now still playing, right? Chris Well came back for them. The other quarterback came back, and look at Moralton. They are, you know, they're in the, in the semifinals, you know. Yeah, and they're another one of these who they, when they beat 
Blyville last week, they're probably, oh no, we're fixing to have to go down to Texarkana. Not so fast because Little Rock Christian won. Well, guess what? They're on the right side of the bracket, so Moralton gets the home game gets this home week. Home game this week. So you know, they, and they're the four seed, three seed. They're the two, the two seed out of the, out of the five A West, the two mm-hmm. seed. Um, so Moralton, and we thought when when we found out Crisswell was going to play in that game against Farmington, because we everybody thought he was going to be out for the season. We found out he was going to play in that Farmington game and going to be back. We're like, okay, that just makes Moralton. You know. They're they're a team that not anybody's talking about, and they're going to be a dangerous team in in the playoffs, and that's that's the way it's turned out. So, well, don't forget this week we go to round three of the high school playoffs. Got some good games going on all across the state. Um, Shiloh Christian, we know they're going to be at home this week. Boonville's at home, um, so we've got some good games on tap. We got Northside's going to be going to Bryant. Got Bentonville West going to North Little Rock. Henry, what am I missing? Harrison's at home. No, no, Harrison, Harrison. I'm sorry, they're on the road to Pulaski, Pulaski Academy. Academy. That's right. Yes, yes. Big uh, big game for those guys. Pulaski Academy ended their season a year ago. Uh, after their win last Friday, they're pretty excited to get another shot at the Bruins. But, hey, uh, they're they're the four-time state champions here. For a reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but keep in mind, last year's game, there was no Gabe Husky in that game. He got hurt in the first round, and Harrison had to play P.A., Without Husky, without another starter, oh, those two guys are back this time. Now, team, we didn't mention too. Ozark won its won its playoff game last week, so they're uh, back at home again this week. So Ozark Hillbillies are are still rolling along. So so uh, congratulations to Coach Jeremy Burns and uh, Ozark. So that will do it for this week's edition of the Shop. We thank you for joining us. Don't forget that we will have all kinds of coverage of high school football playoffs pre game and post game. We'll have some feature stories this week. I think, Henry, you're working on one on a Bentonville West player. I've got one on a Northside player, Elijah Taboot. Henry, who's your story on? I've got one on Kobe Anderson, a great story about him. When um, Bentonville West played its first game ever in school history, he was the starting tailback. Guess where he is now? Defensive line. Defensive line. Wow. They they fed him a whole they lot of uh, Subway, or not Subway, maybe something more no. uh, less healthy. No, actually, he... he he He's a very cool. undersized one. He's only gotcha. 5'11", 190. Gotcha. He must gotcha. be nasty and mean then. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Quick, okay. We'll also have a feature story this week on the Shiloh Christian Reese brothers. Connor Reese was the quarterback at Shiloh a couple of years ago and passed for 8,000 career yards. And now little brother comes along, and uh, he's leading the Saints this year. Uh, no pressure there to be a quarterback at Shiloh, just considering that, you know, Josh Floyd, Kyle Frazier, mm-hmm. Rhett Lashley, you know, on and on and on. You know, no pressure there to be quarterback at Shiloh at all, at, at all. So good story there that Andrew uh, Epperson has written uh, for this week. So we've got you covered on all the uh, previews. We'll have capsules. We'll have all kinds of stuff leading up to this week's big round three of the playoff games. So that's it for this week, and we will see you next time.